Benjamins, baby. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Quiet. I'll be talking about more than just the Benjamins. Welcome to Fintech Beat, where finance, technology, and policy come together. I'm your host, Chris Brummer, and the future of finance is now. Few areas of the economy are less associated with technology, yet are more dependent on it than housing. You see, owning a home in the United States is about more than saving for a down payment or establishing good credit or finding a home in just the right neighborhood. It also involves a complex array of operations, from compiling documentation about bank records and credit checks to participating in the actual closing of a purchase. Yet despite it all, housing, from front to back, is largely associated with old creaky technology. Until now. You see, in July, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, or the FHFA, announced the establishment of a financial technology office to advance the agency's priorities related to the adoption and deployment of financial technology, which has really gotten everyone talking. After all, what does fintech mean for the FHFA, especially in a world of increasing home costs and interest rates? And is there anything different about how the FHFA understands and reviews technology as compared to, say, the SEC? Well, to get to the bottom of all, we have Jason Cave, an FHFA deputy director and one of the point persons at the agency, here to talk to us about just what the agency is doing and what we should be expecting. Now, it's all part of a sneak peek of sorts into our big conversation with FHFA director Sandra Thompson during DC Fintech Week, which is going to be coming your way October 11th through the 12th, where we'll be digging into conversations with fintech leaders and regulators all around the world. But until then, sit back and listen to what the FHFA may have in store for fintech and what it could all mean to home prices in your neighborhood. Eureka, Einstein on the brink of the theory of relativity. Really, no MC equal. Feel me, Copen be lethal. Crip like an old MTV show. Jason, thanks so much for joining the show. Great to be here, Chris. I guess we should start with the obvious. Uh, you guys made a big announcement unveiling a brand new office for innovation. Maybe you can give us a sense of the drivers behind the creation of the office and a sense of why now. Yeah, happy to. Yeah, you know, so looking at FHFA, we've got a pretty big role in the uh, in the mortgage finance market. Uh, not sure a lot of people know us. Not as well known as the Fed or my my old stopping grounds at the FDIC. But uh, you know, as as the conservator, people that in many ways run Fannie and Freddie, and also as a regulator, and also the regulator of this thing, the Federal Home Loan Bank System. These are these are. Uh, these are huge parts of the market. I mean, the mortgage market is about 11 trillion GSEs, about seven and a half trillion. It's, it's a lot of mortgages. When you and, add it all up, it starts being some real money. Yeah. And so, you know, for uh, for FHFA, we've got a large stake in, in making sure that, that that market works and that the, uh, the enterprises are meeting their mission to uh, facilitate, you know, equitable and sustainable access to home ownership. Really important. And so it's uh, it's something that Director Thompson has said, you know, we need to uh, to understand the technology uh, and see if there are ways to bring uh, the process into the 21st century. 
Uh, and so that's what we're, uh, that's what we're doing. It's, um, uh, you know, we've also seen a lot of other agencies have uh, opened up these offices. I spent a lot of time talking with them and everybody finds that it's very helpful to have a small group that really looks at the technology and can advise and help others in the agency meet their mission. So that's what we're, uh, that's what we're about. Well, obviously, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you and the work of the FHFA. After all, I'm on the board of Fannie Mae, and I've I've learned a lot. Uh, after all, professionally, I'm not a housing guy. I'm a securities law and uh, derivatives law guy. Um, and, and I think it may be useful to share with the audience just really what does innovation even mean for an agency like the FHFA, which oversees this huge piece of the economy and uh, so and doubles as a housing market regulator. Um, especially when you think about these other agencies like the FDIC and the SEC or, or, or even the Fed. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And, uh, you know, what we talk about is responsible innovation. So if you'll, as you'll see in our uh, RFI we put out, and uh, if you haven't had a chance to read it, it came out during uh, July, and a lot of you might not have taken it to the beach um, and if you didn't, that's okay. It's on our website. Uh, and we're uh, looking for uh, comments and thoughts uh, by uh, October 22nd. So uh, please check it out. And in there, you will see, we, we, uh, we talk about responsible innovation as really the importance of balancing the new ideas and new technology with the need for you know the uh, the governance and the risk management, and uh, and making sure that we can do better, faster, cheaper, as safe, and hopefully with some of this technology even safer. So that's really uh, in a nutshell, uh, you know, how we're looking at innovation. And it's it's uh, Chris, it's so important. The costs, you know, when when we started this uh, office, when Director Thompson said, "I'd like to get." Uh, more involved. I'd like us to be able to understand all of these players in the space. We did a little early research. Uh, Urban Institute did a nice paper uh, that went over all of the fintechs in the different parts of the process. There's hundreds, you know, and, and so, you know, when you look at it, my first thought was, there's really nothing for us to do. Mortgage process has been modernized. Any efficiencies have been wrung out. Look at all these cool companies operating in here. So it, then we start looking at some of the numbers, uh, high level numbers, because that's all we have at this point. And we're going to part of our process is to get better, uh, more granular information. But you look at top line numbers, you look at how long it takes to close and how much does it cost? Probably the most two important metrics at the end of the day. How are we doing from an efficiency standpoint? Guess what? Hasn't budged in seven to 10 years, 50 days, 10 years ago to close, 50 days now, give or take. The real shocker is the cost. It's doubled. Okay. So then I say, hmm, a lot of players here doing a lot of interesting things. But bottom line, the people, the, the whole reason we're doing all this, the borrower, they don't seem to be getting much of an effect over there. So, you know, so it's like maybe there is some work for us to do. So our first order of business is really figure out where is technology working? Where is it not? Why not? And where do we bring it? How can we bring it into the process to to make it to make it work better? 
That is so, so interesting, especially those data points. I mean, the fact that when you think about um, the massive amount of innovation being introduced into the market, you're not seeing an impact yet uh, in, in housing, or at least uh, in the housing and mortgage application-related costs. And as a driver for the creation of an office, I've got to imagine that that's got to be pretty distinct and different yeah. uh, when you imagine the drivers for establishing offices in other agencies. One thing that I think is really interesting, and when you think about mortgages, uh, is that when you consider the U.S. government, it generally likes the idea of people owning homes and building wealth. And it's at essence, uh, this policy, that that aspiration that's embedded in the work that you do. Uh, indeed, unlike uh, most agencies, FHFA has a really explicit kind of financial inclusion mandate, uh, something that you don't see in other agencies. Like, I, I guess you see it a little bit in the uh, Community Reinvestment Act a bit, uh, which can touch on some of the things that the OCC and the Fed may do. But there's there's really nothing nearly as existential to the everyday work of those agencies in the same way that you see with the FHFA. Uh, so I, I'm just a bit curious. I mean, how how does then financial inclusion uh, then inform the way in which you think about something like fintech? Well, I, I think you're right. You know, a lot of people, whether they're friends or old colleagues, uh, when I mention what we're doing, you know, the first it's like, wow, that's um, interesting. I think from two standpoints that FHFA is getting involved and that me, who is a self-described Luddite is in some <laughs> way leading the effort. Um, and, and so, uh, but I, but I, uh, you know, and I'm, you know, reputation, I've spent about 27 years at the FDIC before I came over here and I spent a lot of time on policy things before, during, and after the great financial crisis. And, you know, I was, not a big believer in internal models, artificial. And, you know, I kind of took these things as a, as a, a traditional regulator of wait a second. And, and then centralization, you know, my, my sense was we built counterparties. We built all those foundations like that, that those are good. What do you, what do you, you know, and I reading about DeFi and things, I'm like, wait a second, this is the, this is all the stuff that helps it all go. But, you know, as you start to look at how all that gets layered on, um, I think the fact that a lot of people are not expecting us to be in this space gives us some room. And I think it, it makes us uh, it gives us some greater opportunities. So it's like uh, so I actually think it's it's neat. You know, a lot of people are sort of saying, well, why? Why now? And why you guys? And uh, I think we have a pretty good story. I think the RFI uh, lays it out. Um, I've been calling everybody. Uh, that uh, I can find on LinkedIn or on who I, I, I pretty much stalk your, uh, I guess, cyber stalk your podcast. Uh, everybody that's on, <laughs> I put out a LinkedIn uh, and and people want to There talk. are other regulators. Don't worry. There are there are many other regulators, which is good. We yeah. are a public service. Yeah. Uh, you know, are, are, are there are there any ideas and, and I should say, you know, are, are there any areas, um, you know, that that are particularly you know, we'll we'll get to sort of the risky areas and to your to the luddite comment uh, uh, in just a second. But like, you know, when you when you sort of open up your to do list and you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, what's what kinds of areas do you find kind of interesting? Um, particularly, I guess, in lieu of 
those those numbers that you've seen, you know, that haven't budged very much? Are there are there certain kind of fintech issues that are particularly interesting to you? Yeah, no, great question. I mean, uh, you know, early, you know, there you probably can bucket these in. There's probably some things that are done already, but where fintech and technology can do it better, like bringing in a rental data. You know, in some ways, that's not a, you know, that is not a big DeFi. You know, this is a, in some ways, a simple thing, but important. And important to say, how do we take the steps down from 15? So, you know, that's an area where, you know, the agency and Fannie and Freddie didn't need a fintech office to get going on that. That's great. Where we might have some help is to say, that's great that we're bringing that in the process. But how many steps, how long does it take? And are there ways to bring in companies to shorten that? So those are those are some. The others and, and where we're spending uh, some time is just looking at blockchain. Uh, you know, you uh, read a lot about it and a lot of the things that you hear people talk about that it works well in, in markets where there's a lot of friction. Well, there's a lot of friction in this market and there's where there's places where there's a lot of intermediaries, a lot of people touching the paper and all that. And so, you know, you you, you read and look and you, you have to say, well, the mortgage process seems to be a candidate. So, so we are looking at that, spending a lot of time. Uh, talking with people. But one of the things too, uh, Chris, is we really want to focus on where there's real use cases here. Uh, you know, innovation, very interesting, but we have to be practical. You know, where, you know, and and we're and we're dealing with Fannie and Freddie. We're dealing with very large uh players. This so whatever we come up with, it's got to be scalable, it's got to be you be able to be used across. And so you know, we're seeing examples where blockchain is being used in HELOCs and smaller cases. And the questions that I have is, okay, you know, how could it be used or used in certain parts? So, you know, we want to really understand that to see if there's some some possibilities there. So that's a, that's a big one. I really do think that the FHFA will be in an ideal position to do precisely that and to lean in on the question, um, you know, of specific use cases. You know, embedded in that mission of home ownership are really some very practical, tangible things that have to happen from the origination process um, when you first apply for a loan all the way to the end, you know, to the closing process. And, and you know, there, I think there's just going to be a lot of interesting ways to kick the tires to see what's working and what's not. Um, and, you know, when, when you think about, I guess, what's not working I can't help but think about your FDIC experience, which covers uh, good times and bad. Are, are, are there any kinds of innovations where, you know, you're more concerned that may trigger your spidey sense? And, and if so, where would the FHFA have policing power when those issues arise? Yeah, no, and that's, uh, that's a good point. I mean, with any of these things, you know, brave new world, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, that the fact that these are, uh, and again, right, we're seeing it with crypto winter. Now, how, is that as relevant to FHFA as it is to the securities regulators and the Fed? Well, yes and no. I mean, yes, in the standpoint of be careful. Some of these new things are in some ways, the old idea is just wrapped up in something else. So we, you know, and, and the fact that, uh, you know, you don't know until you have these events and then you find out that, uh, 
you know, maybe the assets are not where you think they are in the form that you are. And when you go to bankruptcy, hey, that's a big deal. <laughs> you yeah. know, those are those are those are big deals. And even like what I, you know, we think about even with blockchain, it's like it sounds great. You take all these intermediaries out, but it's like, well, what happens when somebody needs to call one of them? Like and and they say, you know, there's thousands of uh, validators. I don't know what a consumer would do with that. So, you know, those are those are practical issues that um that my experience at FDIC has been some of the these these areas that are that are uh, not tested will will sometimes turn out to be that there's reasons there's reasons why that you know bank has been around for a while some of these new ideas that come out they they're either old ideas that didn't work or there's a reason they didn't happen but but at the same time when you look at the cost you look at this process you say yeah got it but this is a real issue this is a real issue. This is an access issue. We're going into a time in the mortgage market where, you know, it's not like a re rate refi where it's like, yeah, it's expensive, but in two years, I'll pay it off because I'm getting a great rate. Those days are gone. So those costs are, those are, those are born. So anyway. You know, that is really, really interesting and highlights what an interesting time it is uh, to be thinking about financial technology, especially for the FHFA. Uh you know, right now, inflation is uh, still going up. You're still seeing home prices going up in some parts of the country, at least. Uh, maybe not as quickly as before, but but certainly home prices are still elevated. And you have rising interest rates uh, to boot, making, you know, access to housing even harder. Uh, how does this larger macroeconomic environment shape the way FHFA leans in when thinking about uh, fintech applications for the mortgage market and for larger society, no. Uh, I as as I think gets to the point that uh, you know as we go into this period where look, housing is getting more expensive, uh, you know clearly uh, that. And again, as the refi uh, boom wanes, uh, and you're dealing with first-time home buyers uh, as a larger piece of it, you know again they're not going to be able to offset those costs the way that say i i was when i'd say well yeah 15000 but that's a great rate and you know in 2 years i'll be good so it it makes it more of a um you know from a, an you know from an, an an access perspective you know these will be the times where that it will, could make the difference between people being able to get a sustainable credit and not more so than the past couple of years. And, and if you think about the costs, these costs have doubled. In the last two years, we had a refi boom. I mean, all else equal, it should be less costly to do a refi than a mortgage. So as that shift occurs back to origination, do those numbers even go higher? And so uh, it, it, it makes it a, a much more of a priority. Uh, this is, this, these are the types of things that we deal with that are really uh, pocketbook retail issues that affect that affect people. So uh, so it's really important. And you got to the point on, on police power. So we don't license. We're not in that. But you know, through our role with with Fannie and Freddie in the banks, uh, we uh, we have a lot of uh, authority, and we work with them to really develop programs that that get to this. And there's been a lot already that's been done. Day one certainty. And like I talked about the rental, bringing that in, uh, that we uh, that we could really use this office to help the innovation offices at the enterprises prioritize. And also, if there's 
things that are stuck in, in processes that we could really work with them to get to get moving. So more from uh, that standpoint. Jason, thanks so much. You know, I, I I'm really excited about this because I I really uh, enjoy, so, and it's kind of particularly I guess from a securities law guy uh, standpoint. You know, it, it's very interesting seeing an agency looking at sort of the concrete use cases in terms of its own mission, and and, and I really do wish you the best of luck. It's it's super important work, and and just uh, thanks for making the time to to uh, join us. Well, great. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Chris. And if I could just one other quick shout out, you know, like I said, we've got the RFI. We have a listening session. It's uh, October 6th. And uh, we, we view that that's like uh, that's prep for uh, Brummerfest the following week at FinTech Week. So please, Brummerfest. Uh, please, uh, please, please join us, everybody, and get your chance to get prepared for the big event the next week. So anyway. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks so much again, man. Uh, and talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Owning a home is one of the most important feats anyone can accomplish. If economic independence was a ladder, owning a home would be for the vast majority of Americans, the very first rung. But getting there, especially in today's economic environment, isn't easy. And it will take some truly innovative thinking to get most Americans there. Now, what this all means still isn't clear, but what is, is that regulators are starting to finally draw down on the most obvious low-hanging fruit, those paper-based, highly inefficient systems that don't do much for customers or their welfare. So here's to Jason and those at the FHFA and throughout the federal government who have their eyes on the prize. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love to get your feedback. If you'd like to get in touch, just hit me up at Chris Brummer DR. That's at C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-M-M-E-R-D-R. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>